podcast simulcast. Hi, podcast fans. Hi, Facebook fans. I'm going to try to steal some light here. I would love to broadcast live on YouTube, but it's not working. Going live. Let me try one more time. Uh, Whoa, it's getting dark. You know what? We'll next YouTube anyway. I will close it out. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Probably record a long-form video. Eh, close it out. It's not going to work. Probably record a long-form video. And, uh, oh no, maybe I can't. Because I'm recording a podcast. Whatever, we'll nix it. So guys, before we dive into the video, as I'm trying to steal some daylight, as it's almost 8 o'clock here, East Coast time in the United States, that would be the New York City time zone for all of my friends and followers all over the world, what does a blogger do? You know, I'm asked that question from time to time, and it really helps to... Alright, you know what? Let's take advantage of more light. Hold on a sec, guys. Helps to know what a blogger does before you decide to hop into this gig full bore. Let me try to steal some more light here. And a lot of people are confused because... They think they have an idea of what a blogger does, but there seems to be a general lack of clarity because a lot of folks think that a blogger just writes about whatever's on their mind, and this is not the case at all. Absolutely not. Cats going around outside. A blogger writes and publishes blog posts. core, its base, that solve a pressing problem from a single niche. That's what a blogger does. That's, that's the basis. So it's not people just writing about whatever is on their mind. And that's a big mistake a lot of new bloggers make. They begin blogging, they buy their domain and hosting. If they do, some people start on a free platform. But they start a blog with an idea of, I'll write about whatever's on my mind. I have these interests, this, 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 three or four interests. Cool. You know, that's fine. You blog about whatever you want to blog about. Unfortunately, blogging is not egoic. So it's not about you and your ego and what you want to write about. It's about maybe following not maybe following, definitely following one passion that ultimately it's about solving a pressing problem, fulfilling a basic need for other human beings because they're going to be the ones following your blog. They're the readers. If you just write what you want to write, you're writing for yourself and you'll have what we call a cyber diary. Now, Of course, you want to be passionate about this topic because the passion, the love is going to fuel you before the energize you, fuel fuel your blogging journey, motivate you before the money and the traffic arrives. And it's going to be a while. You have to practice writing to actually become good enough at this, skilled, clear, confident enough to generate targeted traffic and income. So you got to love what you do, but you really 
when you're talking about what bloggers do, you really have to see, to discern, and to decide on the fact, or not, that there's a real demand for the topic that you want to cover, that you feel passionate about. Because without the demand, you're done. You're not going to have any readers. It has to be a pressing niche. Someone like me, I picked blogging from paradise.com to help people retire to a life of violent hopping through smart blogging because the pressing need was there's a lot of bloggers out there who want to travel and blog that didn't have the blogging tips necessary, the simple, basic, smart blogging tips necessary in order to go pro, and they were struggling. So I saw that pressing need. I was very passionate to talk about blogging, to write about blogging, podcasts and videos so there was the passion on my end and the demand on the reader's end and this is really important that's what a blogger does they press they solve a pressing problem in a single niche because the world loves specialists generalists and eh, not so much and that's the real problem right off the bat so many new bloggers well I want to cover this niche and that niche I'm going to cover three different niches that's egoic. That's what you want to do. That's your ego or the ego. Um, you want to cover three niches, but do your readers want you to cover three niches? Do other human beings want to go to one blog and see you switching topics? No, no. And this is why multi-niche bloggers, virtually all of them struggle and fail. At least most do. You might have a couple rare cases of successful bloggers who cover multiple niches Yet, they'd be so much more successful if they just specialized in one niche because where your attention energy goes, grows. And again, the world loves specialists. Generalists, jack of all trades, master of none, right? We've heard that. But number one, let's get right into it, guys, and try to use this somewhat natural daylight as the sun goes down here in New Jersey, in the States. Number one, bloggers create content. So bloggers create long-form, detailed, SEO-optimized content, at least the good ones do, spanning like 1,500 words, maybe 2,000 words, based on a long-tail keyword queried by bloggers or bloggers. There's bloggers. My readers are bloggers. Bloggers, guys. But based on keywords queried by readers from your niche, readers within your niche. AKA your readers. Now, if you don't have any readers yet, that's fine. If you're a new blogger, that's totally fine. What you'll do is use a site like Answer the Public, uh, use a strategy like Google Semantic Search to begin looking for keywords that readers interested in your niche are looking up, querying on Google, or again, put in a keyword, Answer the Public. For example, a blogging tips blogger like myself, I would look up blogging keywords or blogging tips, blogging or blogging tips, and Answer the Public would spit out a bunch of keywords for me to work with. So you're picking a keyword, that's what bloggers do, for each blog post to build the post around that word. And it's gonna be long tail, so you're not gonna go up against a lot of competition. You can kind of find your niche in that way. When you pick that keyword and you optimize the post, you're gonna be able to send passive targeted traffic to your blog through Google, through other search engines, and You'll gain a lot of organic traffic through Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and even through the comments you publish on other blogs. But you know, maybe we'll get to that later. We'll talk about networking and blogger outreach. But that's step number one. You got to find that keyword 
for each post. Whoa, that was a big B or something or other. After you select that keyword, you want to publish long form content. So I'm talking about 1500 words to 2000 words. 1500 is optimal, filled with practical tips, very in depth. You want to get detailed and add a lot of depth to the post. And bloggers publish this type of long form content because that's what ranks most effectively on Google. That's what you're going to rank on Google. Google loves these posts. Readers love these posts. And of course, when you're gaining Google traffic, it's going to be highly targeted, which is important for building a business, and it's going to be passive. So when you step away from your blog, that traffic will keep coming to your blog around the clock, which is awesome. But bloggers have to write for a long time to become skilled, credible, and seen enough to begin ranking on Google. You're gonna to have to really practice your writing. You try to publish a post, most bloggers at least a week, once a week, if not once every couple weeks, to stay in the stream, to be timely, to be relevant. You wanna keep publishing content to be a blogger. Bloggers blog. They publish posts more than anything else. That's what bloggers do. So that's step number one. And let's go to step number two. They promote posts. And bloggers are going to promote posts on sites like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Set up your RSS feed to populate Triber. That's a little better. Now, promoting is part of the blogging game. You got to learn how to promote to drive some traffic to your blog. You can't just write and publish posts. Now, of course, when you're optimizing posts SEO-wise, you're going to drive a lot of Google traffic over the long haul. You really got to keep at it. You got to be patient and persistent. But before the Google traffic comes, promoting posts on sites like Facebook and Twitter LinkedIn is a direct way, of course, to actually gaining traffic. And you're going to find that Networking, which is step number three, bloggers are networkers, by commenting on other blogs, not commenting generally, by promoting other bloggers on their blog, by dropping backlinks to their blogs, by promoting other bloggers on social media, you'll find that works hand in hand with promoting because the more you network genuinely by engaging in an authentic blogger outreach campaign, blogging buddies you make through networking, and this is what bloggers do, they network, will promote your blog around the clock. So then when you're sleeping or spending time with your family, your husband, your wife, your kids, or, you know, solo, doing the solo thing, your blogging buddies will promote your blog around the clock to their networks, and that will increase your traffic and profits passively. Now, of course, you have to work and you have to network, but bloggers are networkers. Now, when you're hearing these different roles, guys, you might be like, wait a second, I thought a blogger just wrote and published whatever came to mind. No, no. Talking about bloggers create content, they promote the content on these networks, and especially through networking, they're networkers too, they build their blogger buddy base, they get connected, and their friends promote their blog, which is really, really important because you can't do it all yourself. Bloggers, as we scroll down, they are also 
monetizers, bloggers, are entrepreneurs first and foremost who write entrepreneurs who blog because you have to think like a business owner, like an entrepreneur to effectively monetize your blog. Now, most bloggers who are watching this video or be listening to the podcast, they have professional aspirations, right? So you'll have to think, feel, and act like an entrepreneur who blogs to get into that monetizing mindset of simply opening income channels and not resisting it. Now, guys, so many bloggers are afraid to monetize their blogs, so they put it off. They don't want to lose readers. They fear losing readers. They don't want to annoy readers. They fear annoying readers. They don't want to be pushy. They don't want to be criticized. They have all these fears of what they don't want to have to happen, and they keep putting off monetizing days, months, years into their career. Not only are you leaving money on the table, potentially, when the money eventually starts flowing in, it takes a while for the money to flow in, because you have to skilled, credible, and seen. The fears are going to get stronger and stronger in your mind, and when you don't monetize your blog for three, four, five years, the tendency that I've seen manifest, guys, is when you have these money fears and you're so afraid to monetize your blog, for years, well, let's say five years, and your bloggers are like this, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Those fears are going to be reflected back to you, unconscious fears, and unconscious fears too, as attracting an audience who are tire kickers and freebie seekers, and they're never going to have enough money to buy what you have to offer, and they'll be kind of PO'd when you monetize your blog five years in, and they're so used to that. And Hey, you have to eventually monetize if you want to go pro, but my point is, guys, and I've seen this happen so many times, bloggers that keep putting off monetizing for annoying their readers, for the fear of turning off readers, for the fear of losing readers, when they wait years to face their fear and then they monetize, there's a lot of resistance for most of them those first couple days and weeks and months from readers who for the past five years got everything for free and were conditioned to simply get free content but then when you want to monetize and you keep waiting and putting it off you know after five years you're going to have to start aligning largely with a different audience because these people that have become accustomed to good free content you know folks sometimes are real tire kickers and they want everything for free they're freebie seekers they're gonna drop your blog like a hot potato and they wouldn't show up in the first place if you monetize maybe for a little bit but if you monetize early in your career that's why you got to start really early, guys. You don't want to put it off. So monetize now. Bloggers monetize. They open multiple streams of income, like, say, engaging in affiliate marketing, like, say, selling sponsored posts, selling ad space, and then ads on your blog, writing and self-publishing ebooks, writing and self-publishing manuals, creating courses. I've created two online blogging courses, you know, online courses about blogging available on bloggingforparadise.com. I've written and self-published robust PDF manuals that I sell. You could also coach. You could be a consultant. You can engage in freelance writing. I mean, the possibilities are limitless, guys, but you have to think like an entrepreneur who blogs and you got to monetize to eventually go pro. This is a role that a lot of bloggers feel uncomfortable with for many money fears that we have burrowed into our sweet subconscious minds 
where it feels uncomfortable or awkward, and you're going to have to overcome those fears by facing them to eventually monetize through multiple income streams. And another role of a blogger, what a blogger does, they provide customer service. For example, I included in the blog post where I covered this topic, someone likes some of my updates on Twitter and they dug them and they said, hey, I really got to get into blogging seriously now. What courses and manuals of yours would you suggest? So that's a form of, I mean, it's answering a question. It's like a form of customer service. Like, okay, I want to make the buy now. What should I buy? What's your recommendation? Your ebook customer, future course customer. I was there on Twitter, you know, to respond in time or fashion. Not every, you know, five seconds somebody tweets me or even five hours per se, but you know, on a daily basis, I respond. You know, at least within 24 hours in most cases, maybe like 36, within 24 hours respond. So I let her know and she bought some of my stuff. And it's just, guys, this customer service thing, you got to be somewhat timely. And check in to be a live body, to be there, to assist people who purchased your stuff, who have questions, to assist clients who have questions, you know, whether you offer you know, 24-hour response time email support or whatever it is, or unlimited email support. You got to play the role of a customer service agent, say it correctly, as a blogger. And I think this is really a wake-up call for a lot of bloggers who just have a lot of fears around interacting with people, included for quite a long time. So a lot of new bloggers just want to write and publish posts and not deal with people or bother with people. No, no, guys, you will be, unless you outsource, you and 99.9% of the time will be providing customer service as far as boots on the ground when people buy your stuff or they have questions or they hire you. You got to be there to play that role, to solve problems, to put out fires, to be a soothing ear, <laughs> to lend your ear to people right? when they're complaining a little bit or criticizing. That's okay. This is just part of the blogging gig, guys. So I've done longer, I want a longer video on podcast, but it's just too dark. So we'll call it at this, right? I think I covered all the roles. Yeah. That's what bloggers do, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, you know what to do.